Now we'll actually preach. You guys want to hear? We don't know what's going to happen. You know, we have a plan, and then if God says we're going this way, we follow where God goes. We always follow where God goes. So, so I'm going to talk about what do you do when all you see is the dirt. Yay, I'm wearing white today, and I just noticed I got dirt on my shirt. Can't wear white. So...
All right, is that better? Can you guys hear me? I mean, I have a pretty boisterous voice, so you can usually hear me. So when we are doing all these things and we're growing in, in faith and, and, and we're praying and we're talking to God and it seems like we're planting row after row, we're, we're asking things, we're believing for things, we're talking to God, and it just seems like we're putting those seeds in there like, God, you're going to do it, God, you're going to do it, and nothing is popping up but weeds. Have you guys ever planted something? I planted beans, and I'm like, how come every single weed that probably exists on this earth is in this small little garden box except my bean plant? Like, what is happening? And then it was like five days later that I was like, oh, you know, that's a bean plant. And, and it's there, but I'm thinking, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. When it seems like, God, I've asked you for this. I've been believing for this. And I've put the time in, I've, I've done all of these things, and all it seems like it's getting worse. Every time I believe for something, it seems like the opposite is happening. You ever had that go on? <laughs> You're like, yay, I'm going to pray for this. And the enemy's like, oh, yeah? But God, you know, we, we can get tired. It can get weary sometimes. So we need to go to God and say, God, what am I supposed to do? You told me to plant this in the ground. What am I supposed to do, and what are you supposed to do? God never said, well, just hope that it happens. He said, this is what I want you to do. This is what I'm going to do. Instead, we try to go and dig it back up and be like, well, i got to be God, and i got to make things happen. We can't make anything happen except messes. <laughs> so I'm going to read in God's word. How many of you guys love that? So 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 9, it says, What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? They are only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. There's the key. God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So, you know, no matter what we do, and, and I think it kind of goes with that song. It says, you know, I want to take the word and spread it all around, but I need to live it. It's like God's the one that conditions people's hearts to hear. God's the one who actually, he's the one who sent his son he did it, not us. We are just co-laboring what he has already done because everything belongs to Christ. You know, he chose to share his righteousness with us. That is the only reason we are righteous. You can say, well, I'm a nice person. Well, you still probably sinned. I can guarantee you that you have because God said it. Okay, so even if you're like, well, I've been a good person, but your righteousness is not for anything you've done. You could do almost, you could be the nicest person that has ever walked on this planet. And still your righteousness comes from Christ. Know where it comes from. That is not anything that we have done. And the only reason we do good is because we have Christ living in us. We are inherently evil as we are born. Selfish. That's why Christ came and he died on the cross for us. So we need to realize when we are doing this, it's not like, oh, I got I to gotta move the hand of God. God's hand moves because God chooses to move. We're not strong-arming God, like, get over here and give this to me. Provide this for me. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Anybody try to strong-arm God? 
Yeah, you're laughing. You've been there. We get a little frustrated when our prayers go in the ground. We sow that seed, and you know what? We have something that takes a long time. And we're watching. It's like it's dirty, it's dark, and, and we're just like, oh, I don't like it when it's in that season. But you know God, he created the dirt. He created us out of the dirt. Amen. He picked it up, and he's like, hmm, here we go. He ain't scared of the dirt, but we're like, oh, I said this prayer and it didn't happen. I had this dream and it didn't come to pass yet. Oh, I gave this prophetic word and it didn't come to pass. Oh, my gosh. And it's like God's not scared when we're kind of in the dark. We're in the dirt when our prayers, our petitions are planted, but we haven't seen the fruit yet. I know you guys have probably heard this. I've heard it around for many years. It says, you know, God's not in the, the fruit business. He's in the seed business. He always gives the seed to plant in faith, and then it grows into the harvest. So God's not worried about it. So if God's not worried, do we need to be worried? No. Do we get worried? Yes. <laughs> Don't say amen to that. But yeah. So we got to start having some expectation. We have to expect that God will do what he says he will do. Kind of like I said, I want to spread the word around, but you know what? We're like, God is so good. He's so good. He takes care of me, provides for me. And then as soon as one circumstance that we don't like hits our life, like, where is God? Why isn't he listening to me? Why doesn't he ever give me what I ask for? Uh, why do all the bad things happen to me? Because you created cursing with your mouth. That's why. I can tell you because it's in God's word. Today I had that happen to me. I was setting up these chairs you're sitting in. And for some reason... Every single week, this is like, we're, we're into seven years. This side, we cannot make a straight roll for the life of us every single week. And today, I realized, I was saying, oh, we just can't do that. I've been saying that for weeks. And today, you guys were helping me, and I said that, and I thought, no, I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm creating that. We're never going to have a straight side on this side until I actually change my words. So I said, you know what, we know how to set these chairs up, and they are perfectly in line. And they look great. They look good. But do you see how we create things? If you're saying, God, why don't I have this? Why isn't it happening? Because you know, God's like, well, I told you that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you keep creating death. And then you want me to just wave a magic wand, pretend that I'm, you know, that it's magic. And, you know, make life out of it. When I just told you all you have to do is watch your tongue. And we don't do that sometimes, right? So we have to actually expect that God will do what he said he will do. He knows the time for everything. You know, so when I started looking at this analogy, I'm like, God knows how to keep us from the frost, which is the bitterness. Jared actually prayed for that this morning, that our church would not have bitterness in it, that people would not hold on to that, that it would have no place here. And I thought about that God knows how to keep us from that when he says just plant it. He knows how to keep that bitterness out of our heart. You know how that is? Forgiveness. Forgive those. You know, I have never hit 400, I think it's 70 times 7, 490 times. I have not hit that in one day. God's not talking about when he said that in the Gospels. He wasn't saying, oh, you know, how many times should I forgive? It doesn't mean you have to let somebody you know, if someone comes and punches you in the face, you can forgive them and say, I'm going to stand a few feet further from you. That's wisdom, right? 
It's wisdom. So, but when he said that, I personally have never made it to where I had to forgive more than 490 times in a day. I think God put that number because, I mean, that would be, I mean, if I had to forgive the same person 490 times in a day, also I might have some problems with wisdom. Because I kept, that would be like continually walking up and someone slapping me and I say forgive them, then come back up. You got another one? Like maybe if you did that all day, but then I would say, you know, you're not really using wisdom. So how do we keep from bitterness? For forgiveness. Forgiveness. God's like, I know how to keep you from there. That's why I gave you, you know, the ministry of reconciliation. I gave you, I taught you how to repent, how to forgive, you know, each other. And the next thing God, he's like, you know, it's his timing. I don't like it. When I plant my plants in the ground, I want to go out and I want to pick all of the vegetables at the same time and have my salad so we can make salsa. Also, I don't pick them because God just convicted me that I want Matt to pick all the vegetables at the same time. <laughs> and, we, and we didn't trim it. I have the idea for the garden, but he takes care of it. But, you know, it's not my timing. God knows timing better than us. You know why he has, sometimes we wait for things where it seems like God's not moving? Because he's keeping us from being prideful. Sometimes it's easy to be like, I know how to move God. I know how to make God my chess piece. And, you know, I prayed for this, so he's going to make this happen tomorrow. And he's going to do this. And then who are we boasting in? Ourselves, right? So God's like, it's my timing. I know what's going to benefit. You know, my ways are higher. Don't worry. So he knows the timing. In Proverbs 16:9 it says, "In their hearts human plan humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their establishes their steps." We can make plans. How many of you guys have had plans and you got everything set and God says, "We're going this direction." Every day of my life. Yesterday, our kids moved into their house, and um, which we saw God prayed for that. We spoke over that. It's awesome. But um, I was like, okay, I got this plan. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do this. I have exact number of hours. I'm going to get over here. I'm going to do this. And I'm cleaning, and I'm like, yes, I'm like a half hour ahead of schedule. And the owner of the company calls me. She's like, hey, could you stop by this house and just do a quick clean on it? I don't have anybody, like, but I know that you can always make time. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to. And then, of course, you guys know what I said? Yeah. Yes, of course. But because I can plan it, but God knows. He knows the timing. He knows everything. And I was able to do everything that I planned to do that day plus because God's like, we're going this direction. And because I said yes, God blessed, you know, God's hand was on it, blessing. But that's what we can plan and we should plan. We shouldn't just get up and be like, I don't know if I'm going to go to work today. I have to wait to hear from the Lord. I don't know what I'm going to. We don't just sit there all day and hope God speaks to us. God's always speaking to us. We just might have to tune in. So we make a plan, but let God establish our steps. Because when we do that, when it's like, I want my plan, I want my way, it produces selfishness. That is really hard because we are born selfish. Anyone who, you guys that have young babies, you know it. They want what they want. And they don't care what's going on. 
and prayed for you guys on a six-hour trip with a newborn. I was like, whew, they're going to need the grace of God. So, but God, he, if we want it all on our timing, it makes us selfish. So God's like, it's okay to wait a little bit. It's producing character. I would like some character. Because when you, have you ever met someone who doesn't have any character? Met them in the store. You ever went, okay, now don't out yourself. You're crazy. Black Friday shopping. You meet a lot of people who have no character. A lot. You know, and then you got to try to keep your character. That's why you bring a team of believers with you when you go. <laughs> so when your character starts fading, they're like, get your character back. God don't act like that. We always went Black Friday shopping. It was awesome because we would help people get stuff. We would save line, place in line. We're like, we're going to be a light in the darkest day, <laughs> Black Friday. Y'all don't know how dark it can get. I've seen people make restrooms outside their cars. I've seen people run other people down. I'm like, what in the world? But, you know, it's, it's that, that inherently selfish piece that we have to realize God has a timing for it so that he could build our character. And you know what God sees? He sees the weeds, and he sends his word to root them out. He sends his word to root them out. That's why the word of God is so important. That's why we need to read the word. We need to listen to the word. We need to hear the word because God's like, when the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, I have come to give you life and life in abundance. God's like, I'm with you. I'm not going to let the enemy come and, and take you out. God knows that. He sees the weeds before we do. When I planted those beans, it was the ground. I had all bought new soil put in there because I have raised beds. And I was like, look how smooth this is. Not even a chance for a weed to get in here. Birds, cats, I do not know what's happening. We grow tomatoes and beans and we grow radishes and we grow cucumbers and all sorts of vegetables you know God also keeps the bugs and pests away that's the lies that the enemy tells you that's you know spiritual atmospheres depression fear anxiety God keeps those away he says you know what be encouraged God sends people to encourage you to encourage one another God knows what we need when we're in that dark dirt when that prayer that we prayed is still, you know, growing. So that's what God does. So what do we need to do? How many of you guys would like to know what to do when it's going? <laughs> All right, I got the five-step plan. I don't know if it's five steps, but maybe it's one some days. Maybe it's 50 another day. I don't know. But here's some things I went in God's word and I thought about. What do we need to do? So what do we do when we're in the dirt and our prayers and our petitions are still in the dark? So Maybe you've been believing for your family will, that people will know the Lord. Maybe you need a better job or you need provision or, or you need health. Maybe you've been believing for a child or you've been believing for a spouse or, or, or your marriage. Or maybe you need just growth. You need to grow up and get some character. Maybe you need some restoration. You've just been tired. You've been worn out. Whatever it is, but it's still in the dark and the seed is planted and nothing's happening. What do we do in those times? What do we do? And probably everybody in here is in that time in a different spot, right? So here's what we do in the dirt and the dark when we cannot see anything happening. We water it. Keep watering it. You don't withhold the water. You know what the water is? 
Who knows? The word of God. That's right. The word of God. So you know what? Lord, you said by your stripes I'm healed. Lord, thank you that you made my body strong. Thank you that, you know what, it works properly. Thank you that, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord, that you're a healer. Thank you that you said in Joel that my healing comes forth speedily. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because, Lord, because I know that I open your doors with thanksgiving and praise. So I'm going to keep putting the word on it. Lord, thank you that you're my provider. Thank you that, you know what, you care more about me than the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. And if you provide for them, you're going to provide for me. Thank you, Lord, that, you know what, I've been, you know, broke down, beat up. I've been tired. I've been worn out. Thank you that you are a restorer. Thank you that you, you know, take care of me. Whatever it is, Lord, if, if you're in a Hannah season where you're like, I want a baby, God's like, don't give up. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to start calling my, I'm, Lord, thank you that I'm a Hannah and you said that you said the barren woman to, to keep house. That means, God, it doesn't matter if it looks like I have children. You said I do, so I'm believing for that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, that's how we water it with the word of God. Right? We don't listen to what our circumstances say. We listen to what the word of God says. There's the bottom line. We listen to what God says. What, if you, what you think is different than what God thinks, I'm going to tell you. He's always right. Always. There's never like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I don't know if God... I was really tired and exhausted yesterday before I left in the morning. And I'm crying. I'm like, I don't know if God... Those of you that weren't here, I talked about last week that God said, I want you to say yes to all these things in this season. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm so tired. And, and I was like, I don't know if God, I don't know if God got this right. And Matt looks at me. He's like, and I'm pretty sure that, like, if, if it's God, it's right, you know. And it was, and it was good. And within the hour, I was just praying and, and speaking the word over me. And all of a sudden, like, my strength was renewed. Because in that moment, I thought, could God be wrong? But then I'm like, of course not. Like, he is never wrong. God is always right. So water it with the word. So that's what you need to do. You need the word. You need the word. You need the word. Look at your circumstances. Find the word that, that goes around there, whatever it is. If you need finances, find out what God says about finances. If you need a house, if you need provision, if you need a child, if you need health, whatever it is that you have planted, find what God's word says about it. Does that make sense? And if you don't know what it is, Ask somebody, say, hey, can you help me find something about this? I don't, I'm just tired, and I need to know what God says about this. And you know what? In this community, anybody will help you out and say, yeah, I can help you. I volunteer a lot of people. I, I just volunteered everybody in here to help you. So sharing. So water it with the word. You cannot grow. You cannot mature. You cannot have wisdom without the word of God. All wisdom comes from the Lord. All of it. Even people who are pre-Christians have not yet met the Lord. If they do something wise, that came because their creator created them. All wisdom, all wisdom comes from the Lord. And so I want to be wise, I better get in his word. The next thing is, we got a weed. What that means? Spiritual warfare. Resist the devil. Don't just be like, oh, the enemy is just attacking my life. So you're just going to lay down and let him attack you? You're just going to be like, I guess, because he wants to. No, I'm going to fight. You know what? If you're doing this to my life, wait till you see what's going to happen. I'm going into spiritual warfare. I'm resisting the devil because God's word says if I resist the devil that he has to flee from me, right? 
That's what we need to do. Weeds can be idle words spoken. I need to resist the devil because I need to speak life. I need to speak what what God says. It could be curses on you. It could be unrepented sin. It could be attacks of the enemy. He, the enemy doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't want your soul to prosper. So you need to realize, I need to weed. I need to pluck those things out of your life. Guess what? If there's something, somebody, some um, situation that continually causes you to fall into sin, pluck it out of your life. You can love everybody. You can want good for everybody. But not everybody is meant for your life. Because if they're going to cause you to sin, my dad... Um, was a terrible alcoholic when I was a child, and he went into rehab. And, you know, he had to be very careful. There were so many people that he cut out of his life for so many years because they wanted to go to the bars, things like that. We had to change places that we went out to eat because that would cause him to fall back into that for a long season. It was probably 10 years before I went to a place that served alcohol again. And that was when I was eight, you know, and I think about that because you have to pluck those things out of your life sometimes because you know what? You step into there, that sin's like, welcome back. So weed, make sure you're weeding. Don't just let it sit there and be like, it'll be fine. I'm pretty sure the plant will still grow. No, weed it out. Get that junk out of your life. The next thing is, oh, I don't like this one. Be patient. It's hard, right? It is hard to be patient. We don't have all the wisdom. We don't have all the timing. So sometimes we need to listen to God. All the time we should listen to God. Sometimes we do, I would say. Um, we have to be patient. You know, I had people that, you know, when you're, we just had a bunch of women in here have babies. When you get about to the seventh month, you're like, I want this baby out. I don't care. Just, we're done. We're done. And God's like, no, you got a little time. And you're like, you know. And so you, you have to realize God knows the timing. No mother would be like, I want my baby born and have all these medical issues because I had him born early. We don't do that, right? We want our baby to be full term, to be whole and healthy because God knows that nine months means nine months, right? He wants our baby to be whole and healthy. and doesn't. So he knows the timing. He's the one doing the knitting together. All you're doing is taking food, put it in there, asking God to bless. It says when, you know, and he just makes a person out of that. My kids, this one's made out of Coke and potato wedges. This one's made out of sour cream and pancakes. So, like, God did really good with what I gave him. Like, he's God. He can knit out of anything. But sometimes we have to be patient that God is doing something. That is hard. I'm not going to tell you it's not. Especially when you see how many of you guys have been believing for something and it seems like every single person around you is getting that except you. And you're like... We're going to pray for you because you really want a baby, and God has a baby for you. And that is literally a word because you have three people triangulated around you that had a baby. And so you know how that feels. So can we just stop and pray for Mercy and Noah? Because I just, um, Megan, you want to lay hands on her? You're right there. So, yeah, let's just pray for her because, you know, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you. Your word is true, Lord, that, you know what, you made the barren woman to keep house. I thank you that you have made Mercy's womb to carry children to carry the next generation i thank you that she has been a good steward noah has been a good steward and lord we thank you it says in your word that you give us the desires of your heart so i thank you lord i thank you within the year that god is going to
to bless them, that you are going to bless them, Lord, with, with a child. We thank you, Lord, that they will honor you and, and consecrate that child to you, and we will see amazing things happen in that family. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, come on, and that's good. I always tell people who have just received a blessing to lay hands on someone who's believing for that because you've been there. You've been there. So be impatient. God does work on patience. Either way. Like, that's a, and you're, you are patient. God is good to you, Mercy, and I can't wait. Maybe you'll have twins. <laughs> Come on. Noah, he's internal. <laughs> no, Noah's really good with little ones, so. We'll stop at triplets, Lord. <laughs> but if you want quads. No. <laughs> well, you have 13. See? Don't limit the Lord. God is good. Be patient. But you had to wait a while, too. too. So God, being patient. So we pray for people. We believe. That's what we do as a church, too. Like, God's moving. God's doing something. And here is the last one. This is the fun one. This is the good one, okay? Expect. Believe God that you know, that he will do what he said, believe in faith and hope. So Hebrews 6, 11, it says, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end. I love that, the very end. So if you're like, oh, it's never going to happen, you're not at the end, don't worry. So that you will, so that, so that what you hope for will be made fully realized. We do not want to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what God has promised. Faith and patience. He said, you're going to inherit it. Keep going. Fully realized. In Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold unswervingly, unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. I love that. That's the expectation. It's like, it doesn't matter how many times you get turned down. My kid's been believing for a house, and they got turned down so many times, beat out every single time. And Layla would call me, and I was like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If God says he has a house for you, he has a house for you. And it doesn't matter how many people come in with more money, more ability. It doesn't matter. And on the last house, they actually got beat out, and I said, it doesn't, and I felt that Lord was saying, no, that's their house, and I said, it doesn't matter. They're going to pull out, and they're not even going to know why. She gets a call that day, and they said, we don't know why we're pulling out. The house is yours. God is so good. But you know what? You have to continue. I was like, don't speak that, that, you, that someone has more money than you, that someone has. God is the king. He has more money than all of us. He paves the street in gold. Don't worry about what the world is doing. Listen to what God is doing. Hold unswervingly. If you would have swerved, you would have still been in a third-story apartment. And those of you that helped her move said, praise the Lord, because it's a lot of stairs. <sighs> but hold unswervingly. If you're believing for a baby, you're believing for a spouse, you're believing for a job, you're, whatever you're believing for, that's where we get to expect. Hold unswervingly. In Galatians 5.5, 5, it says, for, though, for through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which you know, God has made us. So we have to basically hold firm and eagerly, that's the expectation, eagerly, so we're holding firm, we're unswerving, and we are eagerly expecting, like, God is going to do this, God is going to do it, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it, he's going to take care of me. You know, for my family, 
I'm happy because my, both my parents didn't know the Lord. They went to church. They didn't know the Lord. And you know what? I don't care if it's the last days of your life, which for my dad, it's, it, he got saved in the last days of his life here. And it doesn't matter. You have to expect if God said, I'm going to do it, all I need you to be available and make other people available. <laughs> if you become my friend, I'm probably going to tell people that you're willing and ready to share the gospel with them. So why not, right? We're one kingdom. But we have to eagerly await, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do what you say, God, because it's going to happen. He always comes through. So there's some things you can do when it's dark and it seems like, are you really moving, God? And God's shouting yes, but we have our fingers, I can't hear you. Are you moving? Yes, he's moving. He's doing it his timing, his way, because he knows how to bless and benefit us. And benefit not just us, but the kingdom. So we expect that God's word will not come back void. Do you guys realize that, what that means? It doesn't mean the answer is yes. See, we think God's not speaking to us because he didn't say yes to us. How many of y'all said no to your kids? Yeah, because you love them, right? Can I run in the road? No. Ah, my parents don't speak to me. Yeah, they spoke to you. They said no. So God's word's not coming back void just because you don't like the answer. You know, should I be sleeping around and, and cheating and lying and doing all this? And God says no. And you're like, God, why haven't you blessed me? Uh... I already told you not to do those things, that they're not going to benefit anything in your life, and you're still doing it. Uh, the blessing's waiting right here in the righteousness of Christ. So expect that God's word will not come back void, that he hears you. He answers your prayers. Whether you like the answer or not, God answers our prayers. He's a miracle-working God. He really is. Don't give up because you can't see what's going on in the dirt. So many times when you're in the dirt, it's like when you feel like I'm going to get, I just am to that point, I can't do it anymore. That's when it's like, pop. You've had that. You have been a pop life, Mercy. I think God is really highlighting you today because I remember it was just weeks before you met Noah that you said, I just can't be alone anymore. When is God going to bring my spouse? And I said, you give it to the Lord. And God knows the desires of your heart. I said, lay it down. Don't ask him anymore. He's already got it working. And then Noah just comes over. <laughs> Y'all know. Noah lifts weights. He's buffed, so I had to do the walk. But, you know, and now you, got, you have an awesome, awesome husband. You have, a, you have a beautiful wife. We know how amazing she is, you know. We let you have her. <laughs> but I just really feel like that for you. Like, you have that don't give up. Just keep going, and you get those pop moments where it's like, I can't do this anymore, and God's like, I know. I, want, I was waiting for you to quit trying so that I could actually do it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to quit striving, to quit trying to get the glory, to quit trying to make it happen. And as soon as you just finally gave it to me, there God goes because he's so good. So we got to water, we got to weed, we got to be patient, bless you. We got to expect God to move. We got to expect God to move. So... All right, so I talked a lot about what God does. We talked about prayer. We talked about, you know, the righteousness of Christ. If you're like, I don't know if I have the righteousness of Christ. Maybe you sat here today and you're saying, like, it seems like God never hears my prayers. I don't know. 
I don't know if, if like what I talked about early, earlier today in that worship song where it says, you know, um, help me to speak the word, but first I got to live it out. If you're like, I've been speaking the word, but I haven't been living the word, and I want to know, I want to know that my eternity is heaven. I want to know that I'm going to spend eternity in the kingdom. And if you're like, maybe I don't really know that. John, I feel like John's got a word for you for that today, and he's actually going to come on up.